everybody. Welcome to the Garden Party Podcast. I, I, I'm going to start doing that loud in the beginning. It's going to wake everybody up. Uh, I, I can't tell if I'm getting sick or not. I've had about a half a bottle of cough medicine. So I'm either going to pass out mid-podcast or I'm going to have a heart attack. One way or the other. Uh, shout out to Dayquil. Um, we're in for it it's gonna be a real exciting episode <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. I mean, yeah i'm destin noag texas garden guy and this is the garden party podcast uh we've got a group of gardening content creators garden plant lovers and uh we do this weekly and i will let felicia introduce herself go ahead felicia oh boy right off the bat <laughs> well i'm excited to be here thanks for inviting me i am from wichita falls texas i am a wife a mother I am a business owner. I am a content creator. I also am the social media manager for Smith's Garden Town. I know y'all talked about that before. And I'm also a Gothic gardener. As of this year, I have changed my gardening style and technique to become Gothic. So anything dark, anything black, Ooh. I'm in for it. Cool. Oh, That's you. super I cool. You must have liked my uh, black codex adenium. I've never seen those totally. before. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, she is. If you message Smith's Garden Town, you're probably talking to Felicia. Just know that. So if, <laughs> that, that, that's, usually how, that's, that's usually how I get a hold of Felicia if I need to get a hold of her. It's like, yeah, I just go straight to Smith's Garden Town. Oh, uh, well, we got our weekly regular, Mr. Phil's Figs, Big Daddy Fig Daddy. What's going on, dude? How you doing? It's your favorite fig guy, Phil. You guys all know me from <laughs> Phil's Figs on YouTube and Instagram. And once again, back here on the garden party, my favorite spot. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I saw I saw the video. Your videos are your your video quality is getting way better on YouTube, dude. Your your uh, last video of you getting oh. your greenhouse ready for winter looks really good. You're you're stepping Thank your you. game up. That's a shout out to you saying get cap cut. I've been using cap cut for all that stuff. CapCut is king. Pay the $10. The to go. That yeah. is the move. Dude, pay for the pro. It's like 10 bucks a month or whatever and de deduct it at the end of the year. Boom, you're good. Mm -hmm. Boom. Well, go ahead, Miss Bree. I'll let you uh, I'll let you introduce yourself from Bryan, Texas. I am Bree Frazier. I own Potheads Plant Shop here in Bryan, Texas. Um, I didn't call myself a content creator until I hopped on this podcast, so thanks for adding that title <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's funny. No, uh, yeah, I, we met at PlantCon. You were actually behind my booth when I was there, and uh, I, I, it was really cool. You had a lot of cool stuff in your that come from your store. You got a, your your store is called Potheads Plant Stop. They don't sell pot; they just sell pots <laughs> and plants. Uh, so, you know, make your orders accordingly. Uh, but yeah, pr pleasure having you on, Bree. I've been meaning to get you on for a while. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk about some houseplants. I know we got some houseplant people in the chat tonight. So, Marite, I'm saying, is it Marite or You're doing it perfectly, actually. Awesome. <laughs> I am so bad with names. It is the worst. Oh, uh, no, I'm, say, I'm the same. Go, go ahead and introduce yourself, Marite. <laughs> so, my name is Marite Espinosa Sanchez. I am a content creator, home DIY content creator. And as of last year, a new garden owner because I built my own DIY garden together with my husband we built a greenhouse it's been fun so i can't wait to get my hands dirty again it's been hectic for the last couple of months so i cannot wait to get back in the garden again awesome yeah i uh i don't envy anybody who got into gardening this year this year was probably the worst year to start it gardening was rough. because it was so dry and hot yeah. so like i, I want to tell everybody who started gardening this spring 
don't give up. It gets better. It gets what well, I would say. <laughs> I wouldn't say it gets better. It gets different. Every year is so different. You know, they always say like you learn from year to year, uh, but you hit new challenges. Every year is every different year. in Texas. Every yeah. year you know what? Yeah. In a way, it's good because it's only going to go up from here. So yeah. that's right. No, like, <laughs> and you yeah, know what will work for, for you last you year? Going. Exactly. Yeah. What were you? What would work for you last year is going to work for you maybe two years later. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like every year you're dumping and open a new box of puzzle pieces. You know, you just got to figure out how to get it together. Mm -hmm. well, speaking of puzzles and classes and bananas, what's going on, Mr. Vikram? How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm just some guy that Destin picked up off the street for this podcast. Um, I'm a horticulture professor in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, I do a lot of debunking videos on social media. I've just started since, I guess, our last episode, uh, a series defining a new, like, plant term, a plant word every day. And uh, Love it. It, has so, it has so far been wildly unpopular, but it's fun. So <laughs> it's, well, dude, I, I think it's awesome. I loved it. It's fun. I, I've really enjoyed it. It's it's such a cool idea. <laughs> I say that because I came up with it. He did, uh, yep. But um, just like this podcast, like, you know, we, we, this is the seventh episode of this podcast. It just takes time to build an mm -hmm. audience and everything like that. Um, but it's such a simple thing to do, like this podcast, because, you know, if this podcast was a ton of work, it would, I would, I would have given up already, like 120 views, like what the, you know, but it's, it's so much fun to just come spend an hour with a bunch of plant people. And it's hardly any editing. I only have to edit out uh, when Phil cusses, um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, it's so fun. Like it's, it's worth it to me, you know, and just like that plant of the day. It's something you you just go through the glossary and back of the textbooks. Yep. And you can film it in your office and it takes five mm -hmm. minutes to edit. You know, you can do it. You, you can book them, do them on the weekends and do like 10 at a mm -hmm. time and then just have them ready. And it, it's it's a fun idea. I really like it. Yeah, it's been fun. I've actually got it. We may need to come up with a word for me uh, today because I need to film. I forgot to do one at work today. Uh, and I was going to say to keep up with uh, Fig Daddy Phil. I've got my plant daddy pin that my wife got me on there you go. yeah. just, just to compete a little bit, you know, that's, just a that's little awesome. bit. That's awesome. I, I, I don't know. In, in, since we got a bunch of indoor people in here, well, we got two indoor people, Felicia and Bree. What is like a weird, like term that only indoor plant people would know? Like I, I learned the word cotiform lately, cotiform. I really like that one. So I suggested on his um, Instagram earlier today, but Gatation. That is such a good one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. don't know what that is. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm not good with words. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, uh, you know, uh, Bree, so you, you own a, your own, your own, you're a woman owned business as I always see on Instagram, there's a women owned businesses. It's awesome. Um, how did you get started like with your plant shop and how long y'all been open? Uh, we opened this past March and I got started with the idea about, I'd say two and a half years ago and started just with getting the LLC and start saving money and doing like all the boring back stuff and research and making a business plan. And then I lost my job and I was like, well, I guess this is the universe telling me it's time to do it. And so I just went head in and figured it out along the way. Hey, that's so great. That's, and you have a great location over there in Bryan. It's like downtown Bryan, right? Like what was the store before it was your shop? Uh, so it's a new build. So uh, I'm the first one there. So I got a blank canvas. So that was really fun to just make it my own. Yeah, that's awesome. 
No, I, I like how um, usually the indoor plant shops are always most creative with like their artwork and their painting and all kinds of the, the, the creative pots, you know, going to plant con last year, that was my first foray into like the indoor plant world. And I found out that indoor plant people are a little bit different than like garden people. It's, it's a different world. It really is, but it's so, it was fun. Like I had a great, I would, I would, uh, I compare it to like an anime convention almost. It was like, it was very different to me, you know, but I, I, I got a bunch of indoor plants while I was there and made a lot of, met a lot of cool people. And it was, it was a good time. I, I would definitely go back and check it out. It was so. a lot of fun. Absolutely. Indoor, play, indoor plant people are weird, but we're the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I see you got some like you got some corpses in, in your pots. I, I know. Uh, tell us about your business, Felicia, because you do indoor plant maintenance for people, right? Like I do. So I call myself the interscape designer. So I go in and I only decorate with house plants, uh, people's businesses. So I'll go in and figure out what plant is going to work best with the lighting that they have and the ideas that they're wanting. Sometimes they're a little outrageous, but we work with it. And um, I plant maintenance them. So I come in as a plant care specialist and maintenance them weekly for them. So do you do, do that? Well. Do you do that through Michael's uh, business? Like through no. Smith's garden? it's all this separate. Is, huh? This is, I started my business back in 2020 and um, I was going to a gym and this lady at the gym was like, you know what? Hey, let's just trade out services you bring plants in here and decorate my space because it was a newly owned boutique gym, small gym, um, flexible shout out my client. <laughs> but uh, she's like, well, you want, you love to come to yoga. So I came to do yoga and I, while I was there, took care of the plants that she had there. And she's like, you know, there's a really good idea for a business opportunity here. If you really think about it, Felicia, she's like, just, just think about it. And she's like, you can do it. You totally can do it. You're already doing it here. And it snowballed from her to, I've have a couple of other uh, clients that I've got, and then my most biggest recent ad, which was the Delta Hotel downtown. So I'm super excited for that. That's great. <laughs> That's such a such a great business idea because you have all these businesses, and you know, plants can really breathe breathe some life into like a blank totally. space, you know, and totally. A lot of these people don't have either the time, the 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 money, or the maintenance to like or the know how have someone there full time to take care of them. So it's really nice, mm -hmm. you know, to have someone come in once or twice a week, water. And, and I guarantee my services. So like if I kill a plant, I'm going to replace it. Oh, I couldn't. We, we all kill plants a lot. I mean, that's how we learn. So some of them I'm like, Ooh, okay, we'll try it. And then they ended up working out and I'm like, how am I doing this? But you know what? I'm doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, I guarantees are always scary but when you know what you're doing you can kind of maintain it. especially a lot of indoor plants are so easy to propagate so you can have some backups mm -hmm. at the house oh yeah have, have them ready to go and everything oh yeah um, well i'm gonna i'm gonna, sh I'm gonna sh go down to marite because she did some some uh decorating of her own some presidential decorating uh marita you want to you want to tell us like what you do and uh and what your most recent project was so my most recent project was decorating the White House for the holidays. I was there last well, last week. I came back last week, but over uh, the last wow. week of November, <laughs> I was a volunteer decorator at the White House. They do, um, you know, the White House always decorates for Christmas, and they call out um, volunteers to sign up around September or starting September. I signed up. 
And I, this time it was a little different. I wasn't just a volunteer. I was part of a group of creators that were able to go there. Usually when you're a volunteer at the White House, you're not allowed to get any phones, you know, film anything because basically the theme is secret until reveal day. So oh, cool. as part of this group of creators, content creators, we were able to get our phones in in one um one night, one evening, and film some of the projects that we were working on so that we could share with the public and we're at, with our audiences, basically, so people can recreate it at home. You know, you think the White House and you think everything's expensive, everything's, you know, these beautiful, expensive ornaments and everything, but a lot of the things that they have for the decorations are crafts. Yeah. So they wanted to people to know that this is something that you could do at home. And that's where we, the creators, came in and filmed some wow. of those, you know, pieces of, uh, of of crafts that we were working on. And then we're going to share them to the world. <laughs> so I it was that. a fun, fun, fun opportunity. No, that that's awesome. Wow. And, and you're probably the first, you're, you're the only big, like, Pinterest person I, I can, I know. Like, I know how big Pinterest is, but how many followers do you have on Pinterest now? Uh, 30 something thousand, 32, 33 wow. thousand. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's okay. amazing. Yeah, it's, just... a, it's a great platform. And I would say not a lot of people were like, you know, understanding of how it worked on the creator side. You know, you use Pinterest for, you know, saving all of the ideas that you find on the internet, but not a lot of people knew how to use it for their own, you know, creations. So it was fun. It was a learning curve, but I think like a lot of us during COVID, we were trying to do something, you know, create something. Yeah. And that was me. And that's how <laughs> Pinterest came into my life. And it, it was a blessing, basically. So, yeah, I've been, I've been growing and having fun, having campaigns over there. It's been really, really fun. No, that, wow. that's awesome. You definitely, very cool. you definitely gave me the idea, you know, because I, I, like I said, I've said this before, I started out on YouTube, then I moved to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and then I met you and you were like, oh, try out Pinterest. And I was like, yeah. what's Pinterest? I thought it was just something my wife like <laughs> scrolled through, but my, my wife was telling me, she goes, no, Destin. She goes, there's some women who will sit there on Pinterest for hours scrolling. She goes, it's, so you, you should really? be posting your stuff there's on endless inspiration and it's a great way to drive traffic to your business, to your site, to, yes. you know, whatever site that you, you want people to, to go to. It's a great way to drive traffic. So, yes, yeah, check it out. Yeah. So the content creators in the room, make sure you create a Pinterest account tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, I, I was laughing. I know this is a stupid joke, but I was like. She's up there decorating the White House and like there's all these extension cords and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, did I was thinking, did they make make y'all make very sure that there was no tripping hazards in the White House? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're serious about, you know, like safety things Like you would not be able to move a ladder on your own. You have to call the people from, you know, the, the building to be able to move because, you know, they have this big chandelier <laughs> that are not easily replaceable they'll right. i don't know how old they're beautiful expensive probably so you gotta be careful when you move things and all the floors are covered so it, it they're very careful with yeah. they, they make sure that we don't mess up anything oh no I, I was i was there's somebody in the house that's very prone to tripping so i, I was i was curious if they if they had like make sure like keep those keep those extension cords covered up <laughs> i was like oh man 
but no, that that, that that's that, that's so that's so awesome. That is that's so cool. And this and this is your, <laughs> and and this is your second year doing this. So that that this that's is my that's second that's, year. That's awesome. No, oh, I, I love that. I love that. Vikram, you can, you can laugh. It's okay, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. Uh, it, it is getting towards the cold time of year, and that's when people start focusing on. They, I think, when it gets cold outside, some people really start focusing on uh, indoor stuff. And I've got some indoor plants, and uh, I always get indoor plant questions. Um, and the number one is the fungus gnats. Number one is the fungus gnats, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people don't realize that it's usually just from overwatering, right? It's just for, it's typically from overwatering. I know there's some more science to it, Vikram, like with the larva being already in the soil and then you water, it activates it. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. And, you know, also they eat fungus and, and things like that. So if you're watering a bunch, you create fungus in the soil, they hatch and they eat it. Uh, or like a lot of my content, it's because people are like putting banana water in their plants mm -hmm. and cracking you gotta eggs, add the and eggs to, to it though right yeah you gotta have eggs and banana water <laughs> and like some oatmeal and uh you can have a really great gnat farm like yeah. you can grow the best darn fruit flies <laughs> yeah it just turns into a big petri dish and all kinds of stuff are growing in it oh yeah um, so gross. i i keep a i keep a bug zapper in my house and in my garage just like one of those it's like the ones you see them mounted on the wall at the store you can get them for like 30 mm. bucks on Amazon. They just kind of, they make them kind of pretty now. Like they're not like super ugly. I mean, the lights are cool. Um, and it just kind of zaps every once in a while it zaps and my dog freaks out. Um, but, but I don't know, uh, Bree, like, what would you recommend? Like for someone who's th this time of year when someone's wanting to get a plant, like what is your most popular plant that you sell at the store or like a good beginner plant? Uh, I would say snake plants. I'm always pushing snake plants and definitely yeah. during winter because you don't have to water them very much. Yeah. Yeah. The Sansevierias are really not my, my favorite is the whale tail. Is the whale tail or is the Fuck whale fin? Yeah. There's like three or four different names for it. Yeah. No, that one's, that one's probably my favorite. Um, what, uh, what, what is your most common one, Felicia, that you, that you deal with? Uh, what do you mean as in insects or as in plants? No, in the plants, like the most like common, like indoor plants that you have, like you, that you recommend um, for people. Dracaena is my favorite, hands down, because it's such a wide family of plants that you can literally get like the marginatas, which are the really long spiky looking ones and the sansevieras. I mean, just, they have so many different varieties. Yeah. I love it. Those I love. I love pothos. I love, uh, ZZ plants. Um, oh, yeah. Really? I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Pothos yeah. because there's definitely so many different varieties of that as well. So if I can have a different variety of it, a different color, different flavor, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen where people start like, uh, they'll put like the, the 3M tape on their wall and they start like trailing them up and down the wall and stuff. And I was like, that's a cool idea. I don't, I don't know if it could oh, cause yeah. damage to the drywall or something like that, but I mean, you're, as long <laughs> as you're not, as long as you're not watering that, it should be fine, I guess. Uh, it depends. It depends on the wall. Sometimes, like, they want to aerial root. So, mm. depends on how long it's been there. They might want to aerial root into the wall. So, you have to think about that if you're renting a place. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I, this was my first year growing dragon fruit with their... I, I, I think I think people sell dragon fruit all the time, and they don't tell people how big it gets. Yeah, and how it's got to get big. 
and, and how it'll just create air roots and climb on the side of your wall. It was like climbing up the side of my fence and onto my neighbor's house. I think, oh, wow. I, think I think this is my last year doing dragon fruit. It's, it's, it's so at Smith's garden town, we actually did a video on dragon fruit that we grew. We trailised it up and it went up into the rafters and it's like spiraling and twisting around up into like the rafters at the very top of the roof. It, it you'll just, it'll keep going. Yeah. Well, my idea was if I wanted to keep growing it, I would just, you know, I did propagations last year in, in the wintertime and they're super easy to get rooted. And mm -hmm. uh, I figured I, I would just put one out every year, let it get big and then just let it die. And then just replant a new one every year and just not to deal with it. Cause I don't want it to put it in the greenhouse and get stabbed. Mm -hmm. Your yeah. first one, did you start it from seed or you got the plant for your first dragon fruit? So you can start them from seed. I've seen people do it, but it's just such a quicker, easier way to. Right. You, you did them from seed, Phil? I have one that a friend gave me from seed, and it was, I don't know, three millimeters tall. So it's doubled in size. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But it's like <laughs> little I bitty. I started one, and it got like this big, but that was it. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make like a little tiny fruit just to be like, there it is. I think I see it. <laughs> I got to put some bananas on it, I think, right, Vikram? Yeah. 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 That's the trick. And add that banana water. Yeah, I, I've got like three or four plants, and I did not get one flower, any fruit this year. I was really bummed out. Mm. It's about it's about 10 foot tall. I made a big old stand for it in my backyard, and uh, I just – I didn't get any fruit. And I was like, well, if I, if I get some fruit by the end of the year, I'll, 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 I'll bring it in the greenhouse. Did so you try hitting it with some stuff? Like some phosphorus heavy stuff. Oh no, I hit it with a baseball bat. I hit it with a golf club. No, <laughs> no, no I, I was fertilizing it when I fertilized everything else. You know, I gave it, Got you it. know, different fertilizers to try. Um, same thing with like my angel trumpets. Like I, I've got three angel trumpets in my house, and I've had them for two years, and they've they flowered once. One of them has flowered one time, and mm -hmm. I just I can't get them to bloom. And so I, if if I can't get them to flower and they don't attract pollinators, then I don't want nothing to do with them really. You know, it's same, same with like people, but people ask me grass questions. I'm like, dude, I don't care about grass. You know, you know, you know, is, is it a, do, right? <laughs> I was like, the, all, all the grass is, is something my HOA makes me cut. The ants live in it and it doesn't provide food for anybody. Like it doesn't, um, Michael defended grass when I was talking crap about grass, but I will not defend grass. I want to, I, I want to see a, a food forest. I don't care. I, when I see a empty yard with just green grass, it upsets me. I hate it. I was like, man, I could put so many fruit trees, so many <laughs> garden beds. Yeah. I, I get so envious of space. I, I, I hate when people just use that space for, uh, all the lawn people are going to kill me for this. But I, I get that question a lot with well, figs on like how. <laughs> and, and, well, and that's my kids, my kids that's like it. to play football. So they're like, I do, just, yeah, you got to reserve like, a space for the kids. So just tackle each other. They, they can go to the park. They can go to the park. <laughs> they can garden with you. Especially unused space. For me, it was that side yard. You know, yeah. I saw that space and I was like, we mm. never used that space. The kids played on the other side of the yard. So it was empty it was getting full of weeds so we were like you know we needed to do something with that space it was bothering me so much so that was when i finally said you know what this is going to be my garden so it's night and day now yeah no in the greenhouse y'all built looks really yeah. good too did y'all just build did you do you attach it to the side of the house like it's it's attached? it's not attached it's freestanding okay um but um 
it's it's heavy enough that nothing will happen to it you know so did you, did you keep it uh detached from the house because of hoa yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 there you go yeah <laughs> so i was actually looking into doing something like that i was going to do a pergola and uh you don't have to get the hoa involved as long as it's, it's like a it's not attached to the frame of the house and so and if it's for us for our hoa it's, it has to be you know under a certain area like can't remember what's the area but ours is definitely under and okay. then it can be attached i think and there there are a few you know like things that they're picky about so you you have to be careful with that yeah no it's it's better to ask for for forgiveness than permission when it comes to oh that. yeah oh my uh, goodness yes well I say that, but my, my, uh, neighbor across the street, she planted, I forget what it was. I think it was an Esperanza or something. And it was, it was some kind of plant in her front yard and she got a letter from our HOA and they had to dig it up. Oh, they wow. actually made her dig it up. Seriously? Like, mm. my, my, my HOA is so stupid. So there's they a get so picky about the silliest things, they're, they're, even so, like the stain that you use for your fence or oh, like yeah. our kids had like the, those plastic pinwheels in the front that the neighbor gave yep. them. We had to take them out because the HOA doesn't allow plastic decorations oh in the yard. It's the oh plastic gosh. pinwheel that my kids, so uh, they can get big it's, it's annoying, but I, I mean, I kind of understand, but also it's, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, it's a, my, my place has a master plant list. They have a, a list of plants you can plant in the front. A list of plants you can plant in your backyard, which I'm breaking all those rules. And then, <laughs> and then also, you're not allowed to plant more than seven different species of plant in your front yard. Oh wow! What? And I'm, I'm I'm breaking that rule because my front yard looks nice. So that sounds long, like you need to move to Wichita nice, Falls. I'm not. Moving, I'm not. I'm never moving to Wichita Falls. Y'all. <laughs> I, I told Mike, I told Michael the same thing when I, when, when I was in the air force, that's where I did my tech school and I hate that place. I will come to see <laughs> Smith's garden town and hang out with y'all, but then I'm taking my ass back to Houston. We've gotten oh, a little I bit do better. Not, I don't like what you talk about. It's just basic. It's basically Oklahoma. It's basically Oklahoma. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. You should... Sorry. All the Wichita Falls people. I'm sure Lubbock's not much better. <laughs> No, no, lateral was the best. At best. Uh, so one thing I would say about HOAs and landscapes, uh, you know, in Texas, they passed a bill about 10 years ago, the Senate Bill 198, that if you're converting your landscape to more drought tolerant plants, your HOA cannot legally prevent you from doing it. Oh, really? So you go natives, you go all natives. It doesn't have to just be natives, uh, but drought resistant landscaping, water conserving, uh, native turf grasses and things like that. Um, it, yeah, it's, I think 2013. Um, and so it can't enforce rules. Now I think they can provide like guidance on the overall design a little bit. So you can't like, but if you're saying, Hey, no, I'm, I'm converting my existing, you know, tall fescue or St. Augustine lawn to something that's more drought tolerant and putting in all these plants like they they legally cannot stop you from doing that oh wow oh wow that's good to know that's awesome i i hope to be out of this hoa in five years every year i say that five years it's been like six and so like it'll, <laughs> it'll just continue to be in five years um so hopefully i don't have to deal with this much longer but I'll, i also people always tell me you need more land you need more property but i i, I also like to 
showed that people can grow and do things in small areas as well. So it's, I feel like if you're efficient and you use your space functionally, uh, you don't have to have a big space, you know, I would like one, but hopefully that next space is like my house plus like a nursery and like all this stuff, you know, that's the end goal, you know, at the end of the day. So Phil, Phil, What's we that? haven't talked. We, we barely spoke to Phil, and I feel bad. And so, <laughs> I, 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 I want you to tell me. So, so, dude, did you sell all your fake cuttings last week? I sold a large amount. A lot of the rare ones got um, bought up. I still have a lot available, which is great. But uh, okay. it was a great showing. I was really impressed. I think I set my goals low, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like. I have this cascade plan of like, you know, these are available for whoever wants to come on the website, my exclusive like followers, right? And then Figbit is another great resource. So I'm going to cascade into that as an opportunity. And then after okay. that, the rest comes back to me and my reserved inventory for growing my own trees for the spring. And so here comes okay. my like long haul meditative process of going out in the dark in the morning and rooting cuttings by myself before the kids wake up. And so that's Dude. going to be my big plan going for the next few months. I love propagating, dude. I love it's propagating awesome. so much. Yes. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's almost it's, as fun as eating the fruit. Like it's, it, and it's very like, for me, I put on, I'm, I'm a nerd, but I'll put on Mozart and I will go out there or some sort of classical music and I'll just go at it and win arguments in my head with that I make up, you know? And, <laughs> oh my and, God. Or, or just be at peace and just like root these cuttings and talk to them maybe. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> Just spreading the love in there, but I'm really excited. I got some newer, bigger pots that when I propagate them, I want to just keep them in the pots. They're four by nines instead of the three by eights I was using before, where I would transplant into one gallons. I think I was just causing too much shock uh, for transplant shock. And some of the uh, more finicky varieties were not having that. And so I want to get my, my life versus death ratio up a little bit. So not transplanting as much. Yeah, I I did the I, last year I did four and a half inch deep pots, so they were like the size of like, no, I half the size of a big Sonic cup. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I did them starting out in that just so I didn't have to transplant them uh, right. at the end. But it took up so much space, and I'm using those uh, Charles. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, I'm I'm using uh, these starting trays now there's 28 cells uh, uh-huh. i'll send you pictures but they're really nice for bigger cuttings um, it's and, good to know because i was kind of using something similar i got from um stew and sons yeah, yeah um and then i just went a little bit bigger just because i didn't like losing my ratio was off and i knew like yeah. i knew they're rooting and taking and the last thing i need is for something to take that i've been waiting months for and it to, like to kill it by just moving into a new pot but yeah now propagation is fun i always get worried when I do a ton of propagation videos, because I hear from people like Bree that uh, prop lifting is a real thing. For for those that you don't know what prop lifting is, uh, Bree, I'll let you explain what prop lifting is. It's where you're basically, some people keep scissors in their purses, but you're looking for part of the plant that you can take home to prop at home, or you're breaking it there in the store and popping it and putting it in your bag. I think the one I see the most of is people are trying with like the string of pearls and I'm like, Hey, stop touching that. Or you're going to buy it. Cause they like start pulling on it. I'm like, that thing is so delicate. Like I know what Uh, you're doing. Yeah. Mm. 
is, is it getting more and more common like in the store you see it like pretty often not with me since i posted the video of the shoplifters oh tell, oh, tell everybody what happened that's tell dope yeah tell everybody what happened i had three girls come into the shop and one was paying out and as she's paying out her friends were putting a candle in their bags and my dog riot as i heard earlier was alerting me so after they left the girl who paid out signed up for my loyalty program so i just pulled up what she like took in for her phone number and called her back i was like hey i caught you all on camera like you want to come back or i'm gonna report you to the oh, police wow. oh my god oh good good job. Good job. Yeah. that's awesome that's, that's bold by the way to like steal stuff and then sign up for a loyalty card like that takes some no stones joke. i'm impressed yeah. and so i had so I've had this actually kind of happen with me and um, what frustrated me about it is that I would notice like I come every single week and I look up and down the plant. I mean, I'm very thorough because we don't want any insects, right? Especially with a lot of places that I have these plants in. I've got them in restaurants, things like that. You don't want none of that going around. Right. So I'm looking through all the plant and like you'd see like a little, well, somebody took a cutting there. Well, that's frustrating. That's frustrating to me because it's like, me as the grower of that plant it's now looks weird and then two you're stealing from the company where you just went and ate at or you went to it's it's yeah it's so frustrating people don't I, understand they're like oh i just took a cutting and i'm like but you yeah. ruined the quality of the plant by doing that i mean yeah. could you have asked or you know like get permission first or let me cut I'm, it for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've done it once or twice, but not like Ooh. that. Not like that. Hey, I've done it. No, I was at, I was at this. I was at this. This is recorded, huh? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, right, right. Everybody hears He's this. He's opening oh, himself up. He's like, guys, I'm a culprit. Oh. By the way, Destin incriminates himself every episode every that I've been episode. on. Every yeah. episode oh, I've been God. on. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the worst. I'm the worst liar in the world. No, I. Oh. So so I uh, I I I was at uh, an event downtown Houston, which I never go downtown, um, and I had a couple drinks and. I was at this at this pizza place slash bar and I look over and it was still it wasn't like summer yet. It was like kind of cold outside still. And I look over and there's this plumeria, like a decent sized plumeria growing out of the ground. And I was and like the, the landscaping was disheveled. So like I know mm. they weren't like lane, like this didn't just get put in the ground. So this, you were rescuing it. Well, yeah, so so I <laughs> yeah, ba basically, yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> And so we'll I, I was, I see you. Yeah. I was like, this plant, this plumeria survived like the freeze. Wow. I was like, that's surprising. I was like, I really want a cutting of this. If it was like kind of this plumeria are not cold hardy whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was like, well, let me get a cutting of this. So I took it. I, I walked by it, got my pocket knife and I just <laughs> hacked a piece off about that long. And uh, the next day I, I posted the picture on my stories and I said, Hey, Axelrad, I took a cutting, um, and I feel bad about it. I'm gonna call this, I'm gonna call this plumeria the Axelrad to make up for it. I'll come back and I'll fertilize all your plants for you. Um, and they never responded. They responded. Respond. They did. No, no, they didn't. They didn't no, care. They didn't. So no. But, so they cl they clearly didn't care. So I saved that plumeria, and it's doing awesome. It's doing amazing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> that happens like in the fig world. Like there's fig, there's a lot of figs. Oh, yeah. too. And, but the goal is like, here's what I do. Cause I'm just like a casually goofy person, but I like every time I'll be like, Oh, is someone out that day? No one's out. Okay. I know where like 10 fig trees are that I haven't touched, but I'm just waiting for someone to be outside. One day and be like, yeah. Like their yards will be like, Hey, what kind oh. of thing is that? They're like, I don't know. It's something <laughs> my grandma gave me from whenever. And I was like, can I see it? And then like, cause I know what it is already. And uh, eventually they'll <laughs> give me cuttings and then I have to wait till I confirm them. They're just unknowns. But uh, dude, you're yeah, the East coast fig hunter. Maybe. The East coast <laughs> not, version, not to maybe. his, not to, not to the degree uh, of him, but uh, of Dave, but uh, I do have yeah, like a awesome, little though. food map in my head of where I know these fig trees exist, but I'm just waiting for casual times where I can go and ask if I can take some cuttings. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if if y'all if y'all don't know about the fig hunter, his name's Dave uh, Burke, and mm -hmm. uh, he apparently figs grow wild in California, and he has uh, traveled up and down the state and has discovered over two thousand different varieties of figs growing wild, and he's got oh, a wow. he's got them mapped out in his phone. Like they yeah. they just grow they grow out of the side of overpasses over there. He sees them growing, goes and get tastes the fig and takes cuttings and he's got over 2000 different varieties um growing so it's it's pretty wild i have um, and i have eight or nine of his varieties um, yeah that i'm testing out to see if they're common yeah he, he <laughs> sent he sends me taste taste boxes um sometimes and uh really good fix he's got one called the jolly rancher and it literally tastes like a jolly rancher it's the best fig oh, I've, wow. ever, I've ever eaten cool. in my life Cow. So they yes. grow in the wild over there. Meanwhile, here I have to like talk to my figs and sing to oh them and take God. care of them for them to grow. Yeah. So um, the way the way it worked is like when California was like getting established, Spanish monks brought figs over and people, other uh. people, brought them over and tried to establish them. Uh, the problem is the ones they brought from like Turkey needed the pollinator wasp, mm -hmm. and so ah. they had to bring the wasps over, and now. They, they have the wasp or something that actually pollinates them because yeah, they if get, you, get caprified with the male capra figs. Yes. And that pollen gets yes. spread. So all, all the figs that we have, you get from like home Depot or your local nurseries, they're all common figs. They don't need wasps to pollinate or anything like that. But the ones like in California, a lot of times are pollinated by wasps, even though you'll never see a wasp whenever you eat them or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you do, it's not ripe and you shouldn't have eaten that fig. So. Especially when I first started gardening and everything, like I would, I would stay clear of the whole figs because I'd, yeah. I'd heard of the whole wasp and the fig, and I was like, I am, uh, yeah. are you kidding me? I am not seeing a wasp. I am not coming near one yep. of those. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> terrified of wasps. It's one of my. Well, then it's like <laughs> even seeing the the wasp itself. It's tiny. It's so tiny. It's so minuscule. And, and they're exclusive. Yeah, they're yeah. exclusive to the the fig plant itself, which is it's kind of an amazing uh, symbiotic relationship. Cool. Yes, yes. No, I uh, I recommend reading this book. I'll actually I'll send you a copy of this. Dude, it is called. I'll send it to you later. But it's a book about figs and how they are responsible for the world going round. They're really awesome. Figs are called a keystone species. A keystone species in oh, wow. a lot of. Uh, and a lot of uh, rainforests and uh when logging and you know our agriculture happens uh they will either wipe out the environment for the fig wasp and the fig tree doesn't get pollinated and then that fig goes extinct and there's a chain reaction for all the other species 
um, it, it's it's pretty crazy in a lot of places. It, and and that fig is more referring to the ficus genus in general, not necessarily like the figs we're eating. I think like not, I think like ninety percent of the species of ficus aren't even edible to humans. I think most of them aren't. So, but yeah, but that, I'll, that's I'll definitely. Um, David Attenborough in, the, in Planet Earth talks about that in the jungle section and how there's like multiple tiers of species of monkeys and primates that live in one fig tree. Uh, and then of course wow. you have like the famous Bodhi tree, right? Yep. Um, where he found enlightenment to ficus tree too. Absolutely. There was, um, so when I was doing research for my book, one of the sections is on living bridges made of fig trees. Oh, like yes. the band. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple of different species from what I saw, but yeah, that specifically. So in parts of India, they would um, grow fig branches and roots across rivers and uh, actually braid them together and they would grow together across the rivers. And there's two 300 year old trees in parts of like the jungles in India where they have living bridges across rivers just with these braided fig branches and fig roots and that's cool. all kinds of stuff. It's as cool as do that to like my sunroom and just have like, the, yeah. oh, that'd be amazing yeah. to grow, right? Do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, whenever, yeah. Al, when, whenever Alexander and his army went to India to try to invade the, the Indian subcontinent, they reached the forest with all those trees. And uh, they're like, oh, there's so many trees. It's almost impenetrable. And one of those like, the whole forest was one tree. It's like one one tree wow. can spread out. They call them strangler figs. It's like ficus religiosa, um, and they can they, they create aerial roots or, or like a, a bird will go and like eat a fruit, drop the seed in the crevice, and then it'll root down, strangle the tree, the the host tree, and uh, then all you see is a skeleton afterwards. It's it's pretty awesome. That's wow. Cool. Yeah, it's really I've neat. Heard something similar to that, but. Aren't the ficus benjaminas similar to the They're strangler? All, like they will eventually do that too. There's a bunch of different strangler figs. There, there. There's a couple of different ones. Yeah, I think it's the, the one in India is either benjamina or or religiosa, and there's a bunch of them. There's there's thousands of species. It's it's pretty cool. But the book it's got called Gods, Wasps, and Figs. I think so. Hmm. I'll, I'll send you like that. Very good read. Yep. So. I, I have a question yes, on indoor please. plants. Yes. On filtering the air and which plants are good for that. Because that's kind of why I bought the snake plant for my house is as an air filter as well. And if that's true, and if there are other plants that do the same thing for the house. Who do we want to answer? Who's this question for? <laughs> I always say snake Anybody plants. Um, for the party. That's, that's the main one I know off the top of my head. Cool. I think the same, I think, I think the sense of area, or Felicia, go ahead. Um, I've heard like there's, I want to kind of know the science on this because I know you probably know more than that, but I heard that a lot of this stuff was like fictional, that it's not necessarily a hundred percent real or what, what do you think, Victor? And what is it? What's the science behind this? So there's been like, uh, an article that went around, it's probably for years now saying these are the 10 plants that NASA has like, and if you Google like, yes air cleaning plants like this article will pop up or like some right. version of it uh saying like here are the 10 species that nasa says will clean uh that's the article i read apparently nasa never said that from what i understand and they've done some um research yeah. af after the fact like looking at some of these species mm -hmm. and um there 
from what I've seen, and again, there's probably a lot out there that I haven't, like one species isn't necessarily better than another. Like there are tangible okay. health benefits to having plants in your home. Right. Um, actually that go way beyond like just cleaning the air or whatever, but uh, they do trap particulates. They do scrub things out of the air and, and those kinds of things. So I like, I think having any plants like around you in your home is better than none. Right. Absolutely. But, but as far as like, which ones are the best, I don't really know. I think, ones that will do well in your house, which makes snake plant a great mm -hmm. option, actually. Right. So. Right. I, tell, I tell you, my favorite plant for the house is a lithum because you only water it about <laughs> twice a year. I've, a, I've actually only kept my lithum alive because I haven't watered it. I got it six months ago. That's amazing. It's shriveled up to the size of like the button of my jeans. And I might, every, t every time I water it, I've had uh, quite a few of these. And every time I water it, it starts to rot. So I just... Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Just don't do anything with it at all. Okay. But this is this is the this is the perfect plant. You can't even see the plant in here, but it's right there. It's a little. I would say it looks camel. like rocks to me. It's a little yeah. butt crack plant right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's actually like, yeah. how they how they disguise themselves in yeah. nature. Well, I I have a friend that just released an ebook. His name's Adam. I can't I never pronounce his last name. Contrano. He, he's got uh. He's a uh, dirty, dirty roots, Berlin all over uh, oh, social yeah. media. And he just, he just released a book called leave it the F alone. And which is his, <laughs> he is, entire, he is uh, his entire track. philosophy on growing not, plants is just leave it alone. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I like his channel. There are a lot of people who love like the overwater. Love the water. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny. Yes. No, for My sure. My early days of succulents, I definitely killed a few where I was like, it needs water. And then it says, it said, no, I don't, as it died. And um, <laughs> I've learned the hard way, but now I got my succulents going and I have like, I actually have this little, I call it the plant ICU out in my greenhouse where my friends are like, it's dying. I'm like, just put it here. And it essentially, I just ignore it. <laughs> and then it like, so one I would recommend for you is apothos because apothos is going to kind of wilt a little bit when it needs water. Yeah. Look at it, put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. And then once you start to see it wilt, then you know you need to water a few days before it starts to wilt. So mm -hmm. you'll eventually get that that method going, you know, that that schedule for it. But Love yeah, that. you got to listen to your plants, got to watch plants. Same yeah. thing with the peace lily, right? You let the peace lily mm -hmm. like totally wilt before you water it. Because I, I, I killed no, several peace don't lilies. Do that. I killed so many peace lilies. <laughs> don't let don't let your peace lily completely wilt out because you can kill it that way too. So I would okay. just it's if you've let it wilt all the way down, then you need to make sure that you're hitting it a few days before that total wilt process. So put it somewhere where you're going to see it. A lot of people that have problems with watering, I also recommend the nerve plant for because it is a very 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 thirsty plant. So it's going to teach you like that when to water but okay, it also cool. dies fairly easily too when people i was gonna say i <laughs> had one of those and i killed it so i was like <laughs> that was not the plan for me it teaches you it teaches you to pay attention to it and to understand the way it, it lives and breathes and kind of things like that so and it's beautiful i have it's very beautiful <laughs> I, have, I have quite you know i have a um, maybe like 15 indoor plants and they were nice. all doing fine but that one oh mm -hmm. my gosh yeah. that one it's they gave needy. me a run for my money. <laughs> drama, nice drama queen. Yes. Yeah, it's yes, a nice it reminder to all the listeners that, like, yes, we have killed plenty of plants in our. Oh yeah, but that's you know, how I learned is killing years, plants. Like, man. in our ten thousand hours, yeah. right? 
Dude, yeah, I, I I have killed more plants than I currently own. Like it's oh yeah it, yeah. You haven't killed about a million plants. Move on. Let's let's. Yeah. I can't relate to you. I I've got one of those nerve plants in my kitchen that I kill almost kill about twice a month. Like yeah. It's, it's like a, I, I have like a uh, uh, light fixture above my island that's like a pot rack. But mm-hmm. it has a grate on top of it. So I have it up on top of it and it kind of grows down a little bit. Nice. But it's just above my sight line, mm-hmm. which means that I look at it every now and then. I'm like, oh, you look bad. And uh, then I water it and it comes back. I haven't killed it yet, but it's coming. Like it's it's <laughs> it's doomed. It just doesn't know it. You want to yeah, kill I, a plant, get one of them. It might know it, actually. It's, I, yeah, it might know it. <laughs> that's funny. Well, back back on the ficus train. I mean, I would say like fiddly figs are probably one mm-hmm. of the easy easiest maintainable uh, indoor plants. I mean, you can unless you move them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's that's true. True. they're kind of uh, drama queens for me. As I, I said, like they're my most of, dramatic ones. A lot of people have trouble keeping them alive. <sighs> I don't know how I've been able. You know, mine is thriving. It's beautiful. And for me, it's the easiest thing to keep alive. But I know a lot of people have trouble keeping theirs alive. So, again, do you have it I mean, in a lot of light? Yeah, it does have a lot of light. Yeah, cool. Because yeah. they will drop their leaves if they don't have enough exposure. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't need these, and then they look like a little. Oh, That's I got what I was kind of curious about. Any little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is is like the ficus, uh, the the houseplant ficus, kind of similar to the uh, figs, like the fiddly figs, similar to what you grow. Yep, it's the same so, I mean, genus. Mm-hmm. It's the so same you, genus. So you could very well get one of those for your home if you already know oh. how to take care of them. I've got one outside and one inside. Boom. Oh. It's <laughs> impressive. Wait, do you, well, do you keep it outside until oh, yeah. when? Uh, well, All year long? Uh, no. no, it's it's not frost. Oh, okay. It's not, I was gonna say they're kind of like uh, my desert roses and my plumerias. Okay, anything below like fifty, forty-five plumerias, yeah, desert they roses. They don't like the cold. Ficuses. I I, I usually keep it under a shade cloth, so it okay. does it does pretty well. It does very I well. Say it's in about, Texas, how is that doing? Well, <laughs> and, the heat. and I and it's in my propagation area, so I'm already watering uh, all that stuff almost every day, and uh, I'm I'm watering it every day, and it's doing great. So good job, bro. Um, yeah, like, like me some fiddle leaves. I was like, I can't be a fig guy and not have a fiddle leaf fig, you know? I just, right. although I'm partial yeah. to like things that, like, I love growing plants that also give back in the form of food. And so I'm always yeah. like, that's why I'm so partial and I love figs too. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always tell people, even if you don't like figs, grow a fig tree and then the birds mm-hmm. might leave your tomatoes alone. You know, that's, that's a good option, you know? Uh, what, what are those, are they called amaryllis? I know like poinsettias are really popular this time of year, but I saw, was it at Smith's? They were selling those little amaryllis kits uh, where you put mm-hmm. the bulb, like it's like a single bulb, like pot, So we have right? some that were like in, they're covered in wax and you literally don't have to do anything to it, but give it a lot of bright light and it will bloom its bloom out. So oh, really? big flower on super it. easy, Ooh. big flower, like wow. a tubular flower, more, uh, like a lily maybe mm-hmm. i guess you would kind of describe it but yeah they're beautiful they're really and you can actually grow those uh i believe in texas i think those they survive in ground here too so i tried but uh i got it like the next year and i don't know something happened i couldn't keep it alive yeah, yeah they they repeat for us pretty well up here uh even as as cold as it gets they they do pretty well yeah and now's the time to plant your bulb your bulbs and stuff like your crocus and your 
was it is it too late for tulips i wonder you can still paint your tulips and stuff and i don't, I don't know, think I'm it's not... gotten very cold here for that to happen yet for yeah you might still have some yeah, you've time. Got time yeah i'm i'm i i uh i bought a bunch of bulbs on clearance at lowe's i don't oh same i don't <laughs> shop at lowe's that often but when I do, you're, the you're, first yeah. place I go, I go to the clearance section. I go to the clearance aisle. I like to support local businesses and buy, buy my plants local. <laughs> but if I'm there getting like a new flapper from my toilet and no I go shame. to, the, and I go to you... the, the clearance section, I'm going to get what whatever I can get, you know. But yeah. they've, they've kind of changed up their clearance uh, stuff because they, they've caught on to people only buying stuff on clearance now. <laughs> they, ja oh. they just... They, they just jack up the prices and cut it in half and it's still expensive like it's, mm. it's you know like for little three inch pots it's still like four dollars i'm like this is not a deal i'm surprised like, they're not rolling it out to the trash can preventing anybody from buying it well my dad used to dumpster dive at lowe's and then they started <laughs> he, he, he would go in there and he would always have me like flats like anytime i go to lowe's or home depot and i buy like a plant start or whatever I don't just take the plant pots with me. I take the trays and I got another couple trays stacked up underneath because people don't realize, I mean, y'all, y'all have businesses that, you know, buy plant pots, pots yeah. are expensive. That stuff expensive adds for up, sure. you know, like depending on the, like the, the size and material. I mean, Jorge gives me like his little three inch square ones, but they're super thin and it's almost hard to reuse them at all. But like the mm -hmm. like the ones y'all are buying for like for your your uh, indoor plant shop, they they can be expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that stuff adds up. Especially uh, the last few years, if you can get it, it's the prices have been high. Like some of the suppliers have really fallen behind on plastics and things, and so like it's gotten a little better. But we had so much trouble getting like any pots, and then now mm -hmm. the I agree the quality's gotten a little bit. Yeah. Over the past couple don't years. buy pants. Don't buy. Don't buy pants. Don't buy plant pots on Amazon. Pants don't buy the them on Amazon. Yeah. Go to. <laughs> you can go to places like Greenhouse Megastore, and they have way better prices if you buy in bulk. Um, that's where I buy Greenhouse all my plant pots. Good. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, they have a lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I. Every time you like, you see a fire, you know, like at a factory. There was a fire at a plant pot factory in Florida, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "The prices of everything is gonna go up." Yeah. I saw it on the news. I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like a, a big thing that I do is I I reach out to landscape companies, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. we just have a pile of, of oh, unused pots," yeah. and I filled up my Subaru Outback because I don't have a, a truck yet, but. And I, I thought it, you had a Nissan was, Leaf. I have both. The oh Nissan my Leafs by like a golf cart, if you will. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I have my Super Outback for like when we actually have to go somewhere and, and with everybody. Uh, but it gives me that much more trunk space. But it's so on that find on that nursery pots and stuff like that. If you're looking for those, that what we do at Smith's Garden Town is that we actually have a recycling bin. So people will bring their extra pots, but sometimes you find some gold in there and people will put an actual mm -hmm. pot in there and you're like, yeah. why are you this? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that or, uh, we do sell them too, to customers as well, who are just needing that certain size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So easy to find so, some places that resale. So at, resale at, at Jorge's nursery, since he does like his nursery and does landscaping, a lot of the times he brings back stuff that he's going to demo later on. And he came back with like this truckload of like, not, not a truck, half a truckload of terracotta pots. 
And, and I was like, dude, what are you doing with these? And he's like, oh, I was just gonna give them to somebody or whatever. And I was like, dude. I was like, I was like, can I have a couple of these? And he was like, yeah, take it, take as much as you want. And so I didn't take them all at once, but every time I go back, I, I was like, I love hey, the can boy, I get a couple? Well, he's got he's got a lot of the short, uh, they're like uh, eight inch, but they're the short terracotta. So they're perfect oh. for like the desert roses and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. so, wow. and, and I have accumulated a lot of desert roses this year. Every terracotta year, is my jam. it's so much better than every, like, I love terracotta. I love the than, look of it, the style yeah. and everything. It's just beautiful. Well, especially outside because like the plastic ones, unless they're like super UV resistant, just don't last long enough, you know, mm-hmm. just don't. No, Texas for sun sure. tears it apart. That's for sure. Plastic Ab- absolutely yep um yeah no I, I i can agree and and there's a lot of things that i've turned into pots that weren't pots as well and i i do i do that coffee i don't know why indoor plant uh places don't do this more you could just go to like the salvation army and they usually sell the coffee mugs for like a dollar a piece and then yeah. just drill your little holes and put your jade or whatever in there i made that little smiley face one and i posted it as a video and I loved it so much. I was moving stuff in the garage for the winter and I dropped it on the ground. And I was so oh. bummed out, dude. I was so oh, bummed out. And I was like, it's so every time I go to like a, like a Ross or anything, I'm just not often, but I was looking around. I was like, do they have another smiley face mug? They got another. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for stupid mugs to like turn into plant pots. Yeah, to make them. I mean, we actually at our, I'm, I just, um, was nominated president of the Hobby Greenhouse Club here in Wilmington. And we always have a competition of like the oddest pots and like people put like toasters and uh, other sort of like broken appliances. They're like, you don't have to throw it out. You can put succulents in it or plant in <laughs> put it. a tomato plant in it <laughs> or a pair of pants. I have seen a pair of pants too. My wife will not yep. let me do it. I wanted to do it. What? She will not let me do the blue jean panner. Just I wanted like, to do it. Let me just try one. Just one. This is this ask She's... for forgiveness thing we've been talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at my rate, it'll probably like pull my fence over. It's already like on its last leg. So, Dude, how I'm... heavy would those be? It would actually be pretty heavy, wouldn't it? You like gotta 40... like fill in the soil and... 40 to 50 pounds, probably. I might just do it next year. I you might could, like, it. make, like, a scarecrow, and every hole is, like, a plant comes out, and you have this, like, scarecrow there plant you go. person. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about holes, Phil. Jeez, man. Um, <laughs> no, Bree, Bree, you have a bunch of weird, a cool-looking pots at your store. I, I, I always like the naked ones. The naked ones are my yes. favorite. Everybody loves the body mm. part ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and that's like somebody like one person makes those right, or they they probably have some knockoffs by now. But like there was like it was during the pandemic that person started making them right. That's what what's his name from, uh, pot uh, not what my plants was telling me. Uh, Colin, I don't yeah. know because I buy from like two different people. Like okay. One one makes it in terracotta, so I really like hers, and Ooh. then one makes hers in like cement. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I really like if I find a weird pot. I'm very likely to buy it, but I try to stay off Amazon. It gets, it gets bad. Amazon supports small businesses find mm-hmm. pots locally. I always say, um, well guys, I've had y'all for close to an hour. I don't want to hold y'all up any longer before we sign off. Uh, 
We'll go back around. We'll go counterclockwise this time with Vikram. Let us know where they can find you. If you got anything coming up, tell us about your book and everything like that. Uh, yeah. So I'm the plant prof, all the places, um, wherever you want to look for me, you can probably find me that way. Uh, I've got a couple of podcasts. Uh, one's called Planthropology, which has been on hiatus since I don't remember a minute, uh, but it's coming back in January. And then uh, the plant, the uh, In the Grow podcast as well. And then my book is called Plants to the Rescue. It's for eight to 12 year olds. It's nonfiction about how plants are going to save the world. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's such that's a all, that. that's, that's, all I got. that's cool. such a specific age group, eight to twelve. That's such a speci- like very specific. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know what's interesting, and this is an aside, but they're like when you write a kids' book, the publishers are like, here are the reading level benchmarks, and like Ooh. there's lists of like words you should use and like levels of terminology you should wow. use and all of that. Like, there's actually a lot that, that goes sense. into that. Wow. That makes that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Good to know. Learn this. I always learn something new every time I come come on with you, Vikram. <laughs> and, oh, and what is the word of the day going to be? Do we ever decide on the, the uh, either? I think I think I'm going to do gutation tomorrow because I have a plant that's doing it in the greenhouse. I think I'm going to go with figma nasty, Ooh. which is such a fun word. Can you can you that do, can fun. you can you dress like a, a rapper when you do like that? Sounds like a rapper <laughs> name. Figma nasty. I may put on my my potted cactus costume. We'll see. Yes. Yes. If if you rap if you turned every one of those into like a rap, I think they would go they would go viral. <laughs> Wearing the cactus suit, totally. The cat- yeah. yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, appreciate <laughs> appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, man. Ma- Marit Marite, tell us Marite, where we can perfect. Fi- tell us where we can find you. You can find me at Marite Does It on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. And then MariteDoesIt.com, my website for all things DIY, home content related, and gardening. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on. Our president, yeah, our, our very presidential guest. Thank you, Marite. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bree, where, they, where can they find, where can everybody find you at? You can find me at Potheads Plant Shop on social media. So Instagram, TikTok, Facebook or find our website but that's how and you find me do you ship on you ship online too uh right now everything but plants i need to learn how to ship plants and make sure they get there alive and once i do that i'll do that online as well absolutely awesome felicia would be a good contact i bet for that awesome <laughs> i don't know about shipping plants we don't ship plants yet but um we know, i know somebody who does ship plants and maybe we can get you in contact with Somebody like that, perfect. Mr. Tanner the Planter. I don't know if you've heard of him on TikTok, but he's pretty big and he he does everything. And let me tell you, girl, they got that shipping stuff down. They ship poinsettias. I saw the other day, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like a very fragile plant to ship." And they did it. Impressive. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) they did it. Yeah, and, and if and if you're in Bryan, Texas, in the College Station area, make sure you go by and check out Potheads Plant Shop. They don't sell pot, but they sell plants. I will be there in January. I'm gonna have to stop by. Yeah, I need. I still haven't. I still haven't made a trip. I need to go up there too. Um, Mr. Big Daddy Phil, what hey, you got, brother? Hey, you can find me at Phil's Figs on Instagram, Facebook, and my website, Phil'sFigs.com. And we are doing a cutting sale right now, so go on and check it out. Uh, every order comes with a, a growing guide for rooting cuttings and uh, comes with my contact info too. So reach out with any questions. Hey, all things figs. <laughs> Miss Miss Felicia, go, you, got some, you got some Vikram? No. Oh, sorry. I, I heard you go like this. Uh, go ahead, Just trying to live. Just breathing so <laughs> I can live. That's all. <laughs> You're photosynthesizing. Um, 
<laughs> Miss Mrs. Felicia, go ahead. You can find me. I like to try to do it through TikTok, but TikTok hates me right now. But uh, the Vital Root on TikTok, I am. I also have a business page called the Vital Root on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page, and then I believe my regular Instagram handle is it's Felicia underscore the Vital Root. I'll put everybody's. That's a little difficult. No, I'll, I'll put everybody's contact down below. Um, all their information, your websites, all that good stuff. Awesome. Down, down below. And I am Destin Texas Garden Guy. Uh, we have the Texas Tomato Conference coming up January 13th at the Antique Rose Emporium. Um, it's going to be a great time. It'll be me, Skip Richter, uh, Greenish. I can't remember her full name, but a bunch of speakers. We're going to be talking tomatoes all day long. Uh, they have a couple spots left. I think it's a hundred dollars for the day, uh, but you get breakfast and lunch and everything provided. So uh, come check it out. Uh, Antique Rose Emporium is beautiful. Um, and uh, thank you all to all my guests for coming on. Hopefully, we can get y'all back you. on at some point. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. And, and if I don't see you before Christmas, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you on the next one. Appreciate it, guys.